Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's still in harvest season. We are, yeah, right. We're back out on the farms for this one. Man, we're in, we're in a zone right now. I dig it. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and we've got a real witchy one. Yeah, we keep kind of accidentally watching like witchy <laughs> <laughs> country horror, right? I'm into it, though. I like it. This one is, uh, I don't know if this is a bad movie or not. <laughs> But this is a movie I love. This is a movie I would never have heard of if not for you, for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is an Eric special where it's like, I'm sure I'll never come across this movie unless Eric's uh, hanging Man, out with me because... I love the Devonsville Terror. Yeah. Here we go. I think this movie is cool. I think this movie is scary. I think this movie is weird in a really charming, odd way. And I think it's just kind of, I don't know, it's raw. It's it's, it's a, weird, man. It's, it's a movie dark. That, that combines some super dark killing with yeah. very strange, funny, uh, you know, relationship stuff. And then also just very bizarre, like face melting at the end. It plays like weird satire yeah. in a lot of ways, <laughs> like odd soap opera acting. And then also face melting. That's what I was trying to say. And yeah, like witch killer. You yeah. know, but there's a lot of soap opera scenes that feel very mockingly <laughs> intentional, but I don't know. It's part of it, the whole charm of it. I don't even remember. This movie might exist in the, that kind of realm of uh, like popcorn, where mm-hmm. it's like, no, I have visions of this movie. I know it exists. Like, I, you could tell me Devonsville Terror isn't a real movie, and I'd believe that because it's one of those movies you wake up on the couch and see <laughs> on the TV. At 2 a.m. and you don't and you have this faint dreamlike vision of a movie you might have seen. Yeah, it's like yeah, there was a woman tied to a burning stake and but also a guy in a red devil head like <laughs> kind of going <laughs> like you know that movie and everybody's like I've ne- that doesn't describe any movie. Yeah, there's You're not like, movie like that. Yeah, it's got this uh, girl who kind of looks like Tay Leone or uh, she's got like a weird uh, no. <laughs> We need to do some. I was, thinking of, Le- I was thinking of Leia Thompson. Leia Thompson, Leia Thompson yeah. from Back to the Future or something. <laughs> but she's got this kind of weird, punky, like uh, Ziggy Stardust. Oh, haircut. she's got like Susanna Love. <laughs> it's a bummer we've taken this long to talk about Susanna Love, who's a weird little niche that cult I again movie never star. would have heard of, probably if not for you. But she is a movie star. She is so great because this is this woman is. She's so fascinating. I love these kind of careers. Mm-hmm. She's a DuPont heiress. Oh. Right? She's one of those uh, super rich, yeah. like the Mara sisters. <laughs> like how their parents each own a football team. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rudy Mara was pretty good, but that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Their dad, Her parents are each billionaires separately. That's odd. And I'm not saying that Susanna Love was rolling in that kind of dough, but I love a girl who's a DuPont heiress and finances her dirtbag boyfriend's <laughs> shitty horror movies 
What a yeah. girlfriend, right? Yeah, this is a pretty low direction to go for an heiress. This is not <laughs> yeah. what I would think an heiress would do. Just an heiress cashing checks while she writes, produces, stars in her husband's C-grade exploitation films. That's awesome. It, like a shitty, scummy, rich girl, scummy boyfriend, Coen Brothers it, situation. It kind of feels like, yeah, like an Italian production in New England. <laughs> yeah. Like if Italians weren't so obsessed with New York movies, yeah. and they were like, hey, this New England <laughs> locale is pretty nice. Or just like the the way you hear about Troll 2, where the Italian director like didn't couldn't communicate with the cast and, <laughs> yeah. because the director is Uli Lomi, which Uli I don't know if that's Lomi. Italian, but it just sounds like a Mario Bava kind no, of... No, he was uh, German. German. Uli Lomi was this very respected director in his in the 70s. Hmm. He, he was an underling of Fassbinder, who's, you know, one of the great 70s uh, directors, you know, Veronica Voss, and, you know, and so he was kind of like a Corman guy nurturing a couple of directors the same way Joe Dante and sure, those sure. guys came up and there he directed Lomo directed this crazy movie called Tenderness of the Wolves that's mm. a sick serial killer vampire movie that has like shocking child nudity and Ooh. stuff like the vampire preys on kids like directed in a, and the rumor is Fastbinder didn't want to direct it himself <laughs> Hmm. And draw the flag for a cannibalistic vampire child movie. <laughs> so yeah, Lobel like, is like, I got a good one for yeah. you, Uli. But it was like Fastbinder, you know, helping with the vision. Hmm. And so for him to then be like meeting Susanna Love, who was hanging out on the Warhol scene, the Studio 54 scene. Definitely. Just a total party girl who started financing scum movies. <laughs> How could you not love that? I mean, this is an... I, I don't know if... Yeah, this doesn't feel like a scum movie, but this is a low budget. This felt like Crowhaven Farm, like TV movie from the 70s kind sure. of vibe. It has a TV movie softness yeah. to it, yeah. which I think is also it's part also of its charm. also a witch movie. Because yeah. it feels like a fake TV movie, like a Strangers with Candy <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, but actually about witches. So it's like if The Witch was actually made as a satire of the new girl with the lesbian haircut that moved into town kind of movie. I don't know if they were going for satire, but I also know that I love Susanna Love and what got put on the screen, so maybe they earned this credit. Mm. This is a pretty unheralded flick. This is not... <laughs> well, this is the this movie... This is not really a cult classic. This like... is the movie they sell with the boogeyman. Right, like this is the, the B side. It's the yeah double feature. The, the, the Boogeyman other was Susanna Love. Their collaboration that was actually a big hit. Right, it was marketed as kind of a Halloween. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Right, <laughs> it's the first one that did it. It's like we got to use this <laughs> specific Wait, name first. You're telling me nobody's nobody made else a movie had done this called The Boogeyman yet? Boom, get on it. So Boogeyman was big. That was one of those no budget movies. Boogeyman looked cheaper than if you thought Devonsville Terror looked cheap in spots. <laughs> Boogeyman was even more well, it's, raw. Maybe it's more just like the DVD is not remastered not or anything. Not formatted property. I don't so, even know if it's been out on Blu-ray. It looks like an old film reel yeah, like man. on the DVD, which I think it adds to the charm. <laughs> again, again, yeah, sure. I think it's like that's I love that more. But yeah, it looks cheap because it looks like an old like it looks Print. like VHS, yeah. man. It looks like a, no matter how you watch it. And uh, yeah, Boogeyman was a cheap movie that 
marketed as a uh, Halloween, even though it's not at all a slasher of any kind. It's about one of those haunted mirrors. Oh, you know, a haunted mirror that you look in and then somebody dies. One of those movies. You know, the thing everyone knows about the boogeyman is that he's is that a he's a mirror. mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but it was marketed as like, and even the score. So. One strong thing about these two movies that always get packaged together, yeah. Boogeyman and Devon Terror, the scores are sick. Yeah, good score on this. These are good horror scores, and one of the best opening horror themes, I think, is Devonsville Terror. When those puritanical witch hunters from the 300 years ago mm-hmm. are marching along the riverside at night with their torches lit while that sick synth intro plays... It's an all timer. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in love with the movie right from there. Combining the uh, yeah the Pilgrims with the synth music is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The pil- Pilgrims always scare me. I always say that, man. Pilgrim stuff scares me. These people are believing oh. in the most. People now believe up in made up sky guy, <laughs> but people back then really took it seriously. This movie opens up with essentially three women being kidnapped and killed by the town. Yeah, for suspecting witchcraft. Yeah. And one of them's like doing a tarot card reading. One of them's making some soup out in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these are pretty I mean, benign witchcraft. Benign, activities. I mean, woods soup is always going to be kind of weird. <laughs> it's a bubbling brew. But also, but I mean, it was 300 years ago. So who am I to say how weird it was to make soup out in the woods, yeah. right? I don't know. But these women were not given much of a chance. And we no. get some pretty low. I love the kind of low budget, but like, by God, they're really trying. They're putting good effort. Into these effects, into the kills, yeah. Because we get three, the kills super are pretty brutal gross. kills to open this movie. The wagon wheel kill is gross, it, it's, but like disturbing too. Like, yeah, to think you would actually do that to someone to tie a woman to a wheel and then just roll it down the hill, or the just the the hogs eating, dude, the feeding wolf. someone to pigs, just feed, like a live person. They don't even kill her first; they just let the pigs go to town. That's terrifying. Yeah, this Denzel Terror makes does a good scary pig, scene. and they and I, I really I love that they make sure you know these these Puritans are like into it. Dude, these there's so many these lip perverts. lickers Ugh. in this crowd. So gross. Close ups on these gross dudes in their pilgrim hats and buckles, just wetting them you lips. Can't, you can't tell me that a lawmaker today who's trying to make it a death penalty crime to have an abortion isn't into it. Yeah, right. Isn't a sadist like these it. puritanical they sickos. Love it, right? Like it has that same vibe of like, we're judging you for the crime of this. And meanwhile, they're like, <laughs> hand rubbing like this. Yeah. To punish people. This movie is 40 years old. Devonsville Terror is, what, 82, yeah. 83? 83. And it's about events that took place 340 <laughs> years ago, right? But we're like just about to be looping back there. I, that's what it feels <laughs> we're like. We're just about getting back there. Like we're creeping a bit towards that, you know. Have, that's what I'm like. Yeah, kind of no joke. It feels like yeah, we're gonna kill you. We're gonna make some law. Uh, I, yeah, I, this is I, a, I don't even want This get is a it. town of people that fear anything different the, happening. Right? Yeah. Any progression. It's a bunch of people that trust that distrust immediately any sign of minor progress. Right. It's immediately askew. Yeah. And they're immediately circling the wagons. So this town, who we established, used to mess up women. <laughs> if you were At a, least three of them. If you were a hot chick, you were in danger. They went after the babes. Yeah, They definitely. knew what was up. 
yeah, the tarot card reading blonde babe who gets the you know burning at the stake traditional kill. It's like that is a that's messed. <laughs> this movie, I give this movie so much credit because I you can't really choose which movie you, movies you connect with. Like you know, I love Killing of the Chinese Bookie, and I bring it up whenever I can. Mm. But I could also see if somebody couldn't get into the vibe of Cosmo, right? So Devonsville Terror, for whatever reason I connected to it, whatever reason I woke up on the couch and was charmed by Susanna Love's Karen O haircut, mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever reason, it's like, if there's faults in there, I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking right past them. It's got a lot of good stuff. I, You know, we've seen it a few times now. We watched it again We watched it with a group. Together. We watched it together, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean... It's pretty good. Like I enjoy <laughs> yeah. it through and through. You get a few scenes with Donald Pleasance being all weird. It's a cool, low key, weird Pleasance role. Yeah, you'd expect him showing up to do one day of filming, and his character is constantly pulling worms from his skin. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, man, this is really subdued Pleasance. He's got some really great. He's, he's very kind thoughtful of the normal, thoughtful, progressive voice. Yeah. Of all the men he's in the, this town. He's the doctor of the town, and I think he knows that they're under a curse from killing these witches. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they have to kill again. I don't, I don't know if it's too, like, high of a standard, and but it's pr- definitely because we've just watched it so recently. But it feels like a lot of the same kind of tones of men were handled you in know? this movie. Well, yeah, the, the real tear in Devonsville. White, yeah. White men. These white dudes <laughs> suck. <laughs> Right from the bat, all these guys suck. Yeah. We get this whole family of the Gibbs or something. <laughs> yeah, this the family. family. And uh, right off the bat, one of them is a wife murderer. Oh, my gosh. Which our friend Paul Wilson <laughs> is this... the fat, bespeckled, floppy-haired, Philip Seymour Hoffman-esque what... wife murderer. This is my one of my Walter absolute Gibbs. favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman parts. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at this. Philip Seymour Hoffman is unrecognizable as the least cool dude <laughs> in any town. Paul yeah. Wilson is so amazing. This is the kind of... These movies connect so hard because you don't get this kind of role, man. This guy I know. leans into this role. If and- you look up Paul Wilson's IMDb, it's all just one time on a sitcom. But like 180 sitcoms. And well, I knew... his Cheers run was pretty good. Okay, he was the yeah, fifth he, man in Cheers. He was pretty regular while. then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I know and him from The Office as one of the Bobs. Office and, Space. Office Space. Office Space man, is I'm great, getting all the names wrong today. Great. Te- you know, we've talked about under 10-minute scenes before. Paul Wilson's the kind of guy made yeah. for those kind of under 10-minute scenes. Yeah, him and John C. McGinley as the Bobs. Him is like, you know, Roger Ebert had to have a certain level of charm. Even if he looked like a fat guy in a cardigan, you know, that guy had to appear on TV and deal with some, like, stand on some firm opinions, right? He had to command that respect, even though he looked like adult Martin Prince. <laughs> and Paul Wilson just leans into being the uncharmless, like, oh. Oh, like the least charming frog face door. One of the skeeziest dudes in cinema history. And I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good as this guy who's holding on to these beliefs from 300 years ago and starting to think like there's something off about these women who are showing up in our town that doesn't have sidewalks yeah she's just walking on grass to get places do we ever see her getting dropped off or do we just see Susanna love just walking into town and then getting I think picked we see up a by bus the younger pulling brother off at the, okay she's yeah walking uh, into town but yeah she's the new assistant teacher in town 
And, this place uh, is in the sticks. Two other women show up at the same time, and yeah, oh, so they they start. One of them's a cool disc jockey. Women. Oh, I love yeah, when yeah. one of the characters is a disc jockey woman, and this is a good one. Very <laughs> Adrian Barbeau in uh, the Fog. Yeah, I love. I'm talking about the music in this movie. One of the best things is that her little squealy guitar solo intro when she's doing her phone mm-hmm. call-ins, when she puts the record on several times and it squeals into her talking to women about their marriage problems. I love this undercurrent of these this feminist movement coming to Devonsville because all the calls are women like, I love my husband, but he... And then it's all these women who are kind of waking up to like, you know what? We don't have to take this. Yeah. And how these men of Devonsville are kind of immediately like rearing back in, you know, in offense and starting to be like, you know, maybe the people in the 1600s had the right idea. <laughs> exactly. These women are like, talking too much to each other. Yeah. They here. went like to this. Salem witch trials real quick yeah. in Devonsville. Like, Imagine going back 300 years for precedence. How stupid that would be. <laughs> yeah, the reaction is never like, hey, maybe we should better ourselves and be be better <laughs> no, husbands. No, it's, it's always like, like, we need to the burn them like our ancestors did. <laughs> the we women think. are wrong. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the children who are wrong. Yeah. yeah. Susanna Love is the new witch in town with her, yeah, her red hair. Care. She never has this hair in any other movie. Oh no! No! Oh man! This is not. I her... thought this was like just her look because this is a normal. Look. She has. She normally has just long, straight, parted brown hair. Hmm. I don't know why it's chopped up into like this cool reddish mullet, but I like it. Yeah, I like it. She is this great mix of bad actress who can also kind of command a scene. She has this slow, deadpanish delivery. <laughs> And as the movie goes on, it has this, uh, you know, we've talked about sometimes David Lynch acting has kind of bad acting in spots and then really good acting when it's super yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some moments where Susanna Love seems like a really, really bad <laughs> wooden mannequin of an actress. And then the as we get deeper in and she has these scenes where she's clearly mocking Paul Wilson without him realizing it. And it's this sly undertone that she's kind of revealing and hasn't up until that point. I kind of like how her character was a slow shift. Well, a lot, yeah, a lot of the scenes, she has to kind of placate these weird, aggressive men who are coming on way too strong and asking her where she lives and stuff. And she's got to be that kind of coy, you know, like, oh, don't want to tell them too much. Yeah. Got to play it safe around all these weird guys that are now just like everywhere in this little town. There's just one family that is just... It's just dudes, Fingers right? in every pie. Like, yeah, Paul Wilson's owning the market. The younger <laughs> brother's always just driving around for some reason. <laughs> oh, I know, man. Paul Wilson, of course, he's the guy owning the little town market, yeah. right? He and he's having... Gets her the fancy teas, but he doesn't oh just get her tea. He shows up late one night with the tea... And then proceeds to not leave. And she's got to basically play it like, I don't want this guy to get angry and hurt me. Uh, but- I think the moment I fell in love with Susanna Love. Uh, I, so I saw, for whatever reason, I saw Devonsville Terror before I saw The Boogeyman. Uh-huh. So this will forever be my favorite. I'm sure whoever saw The Boogeyman first, that's there. Right. But I will always think of her like this, right? And this scene, man. Because... For whatever reason, ever since 
Paul Wilson murders his wife by smothering her to death <laughs> with a pillow. Just couldn't take it anymore. You know what's a bad way to die? Because Donald Pleasance tells him is smothering to death. Oh man, we get a full smothering. Yeah, Something, on this low budget, we get some pretty dark. That's what I mean. I, I found I found the kills to be all very upsetting. Yeah, uh, in the and I think they were supposed to be You're like fake drownings and yeah. real like pagan shit. Yeah, <laughs> and that stuff's scary. Burnings are scary. Burned alive, always gonna scare me. And there's there is like a threat, a, a sense of danger throughout this movie. But you just think at first that the threat is to Susanna Love. Yeah. And then when the tables turn at the end, dude, once you realize she's kind of controlling turn. the show a bit, yeah, that's cool. And her turn from kind of playing aloof and kind of wooden to her woodenness being a little more sinister. Dude, all those weird conversations he had to put up with. All those creeps sitting around the Pendleton's dining room table. Mm-hmm. We got to do something about this woman. <laughs> she can't go teaching our kids this. We got kind of a fun uh, sassy kid. Oh, a little yeah. blonde smart mouth. Got a little bad news bears kind of kid. <laughs> yeah, was that the kid? It looked a, a lot like a spit an image of that little smart mouth from Bad News Bears, yeah. right? But just like, yeah. Same vibe, nonetheless. When you're in the middle of a lesson about nature and he's like, the kid raises her hand and asks you if God is a woman. It's like, oh yeah. Way off track Susanna here, Lo- kid. That's what I love is Susanna Love, the only evil she's imparting is be- is just asking the kids to like ask a couple of questions <laughs> yeah. of their beliefs. She's just like, I don't know. Maybe God is a woman. And he's like, your teacher said what? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know classic dad classic uh it's another great like too old dad <laughs> man the, we, the black hair dye on this old how man much actor. do we love movies with like 70 year old dads let's hear it for movies with 55 year old yeah. like shaven stubble faced dads and like hairy chest wife beaters like drinking some old granddad like your sister said what <laughs> who is this old dude who hates who does we go to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We go to mass on wit. You know, you're g- yo. Yeah. So like- I love immediately these women and the women on the call-in show. The rules changing DJ is just like I don't know. Maybe tell your husband to cook dinner once a week. And the people are like, these bitches that is are an executable offense. Yeah, these women need to be taught a lesson. We need to go back to our maybe our lip licking forefathers mm-hmm. had it right. But really, that only happens when the women turn down their direct advances, right? Yeah. You know, the the whole thing is, yeah, Paul Wilson and the younger brother and all the all the family trying to get in Susanna Love's pants. Yes. And when they get shut down, then all of a sudden she's a witch. I mean, imagine what it's like being in that town. And then suddenly Susanna Love comes walking through in, in her boots with her <laughs> new wave haircut. You know, you weren't, listen- she's hot, she you weren't listening to New Order out in Devonsville. This woman was, might as well be David Bowie. And then she does like kind of get with the 50-year-old Matthew guy. Yeah, who is like the <laughs> the one nice guy who's not that, too obvious but still picks her up in the market. That actor was in other Uli Lomol Susanna Love productions. Oh, good. He's one of those Jesse Vint type Pockmark <laughs> Scott Wilson kind of yeah. actors. Good in something like this. He was the guy that was also kind of a creep. But I guess less creepy. That's why I mean, yeah. All he did was just have the good timing to like kind of sneak up on her at the right time when she's distracted by the other creepy guy, and he'll yeah, he's like yeah, I mean these other guys are real creeps, huh? But just like men, 
confronted this issue of these town of, of Puritan good old boys who are now like blaming their evil sexual desires on this new womanly presence. Yeah. Susanna loves just making the whole town horny. And the guys are acting like their women are hating it. And all the women are actually, there's this great undercurrent story of the women all being like, you know what? We don't kind of have to take this shit. The story of Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Myrtle Pendleton is an icon. <laughs> her starting to ask questions of her husband, you know, like, well, what's so wrong with that kind of thing? And her starting to like have a voice. And it all leading up to Myrtle axing her husband right in the back of yeah. the dome. Let's hear it from Myrtle. Myrtle gets it. Like Team Myrtle, right? <laughs> this one this is movie is paying attention more to just the babe with the cool hair who's appearing to all the men in town with her boobs out. Mm-hmm. All these men are having these visions all horned up of Susanna Love. Not so many visions of the DJ. But you can yeah. tell like she starts to get stalkers, start hanging outside her station. These women always have the night shift mm-hmm. with their cool, sultry voices. <laughs> I love all these characters, like ta- right? They're so weird. I just love the idea of like a DJ just talking to people until like midnight over the phone. Oh, like, man. Just, it just doesn't... I don't know. Maybe that still exists somewhere. Those things exist, man. Call-in lines. There's some woman that does one that's syndicated throughout New York. It's just like Mm -hmm. this. It's so bad. (laughs) But yeah, these local lines, you know, this is a form of, what are they doing? You saw how Susanna Love entertains herself. She's at home listening to the radio. Yeah. (laughs) Not a lot to do in Devonsville. not a lot to do in Devonsville, man. Once the market closes, you're pretty much out of options. Other than block women (laughs) from advancing (laughs) too far. That's all that's once that starts to shift, once like the percentage gets ticked off slightly, like we added three women and zero dudes. <laughs> we do not like this and shift. None of them want to sleep with any of us. None of them are charmed. But so when it builds, every Paul Wilson scene is worse than the last. Skin crawling. I do love when, when Pleasance confronts him. Pleasance mm-hmm. is this awesome character who clearly filmed every scene in one day. This man has one this, room. This man yeah. has the same clothes in every scene of the movie. This guy definitely flew in for a day. Boom. Mm-hmm. Kind of gave a low-key, lazy, lazy draw performance. But some of his comebacks were so sharp and so uh, hip. When some guy, uh, what, he was about to examine him. And he goes, man, I wish you were a lady doctor. And he goes... What would you do if I was a lady doctor? <laughs> yeah. Like, what were you going to do? Like, grab my boot? Like, what are you going to do? Assault me? Like, you idiot. Yeah. So it's all these guys that are all horned up by these new women's presence, and Pleasance is just not having it. He is the sane male voice of reason in this town. The actual trustworthy figure. And the trustworthy figure is pulling worms out of his body. <laughs> He's, we got this whole infection storyline. Like, it's not just... Yeah, it's a weird curse. It's as if the town is actually cursed to be misogynistic, and he's fighting it by pulling actual physical eels out of his skin. Mm. This is a weird movie about feminism, man. This is deeper than its cheap budget might allow. Yeah, absolutely. If I, Maybe I'm giving too much credit, but hey, like I said, you can't pick which movie just connects with you. Well, it's also got a great uh, violin scene. So, if anything, you get to see Paul Wilson playing a violin, which is the price of admission right there. When you think of characters that 
put it all out there. <laughs> Why it reminds yeah. me of Philip Seymour Hoffman, other than the face and the bod <laughs> and the hair, the floppy hair for sure, and the cardigans. Yeah, is that willingness that Philip Seymour Hoffman had to look so unattractive and so open, and so low, just. <laughs> I'm picturing this guy, man. It's like, yeah, all right, he's got that. This guy is putting himself out there in this violin scene that is so painful. And it's like, man, this is Philip Seymour Hoffman crying in Boogie Nights. Mm. This is bad. Yeah. This is a vulnerable man who's not afraid to be unattractive. Well, he thinks he's going to woo her with this violin. I mean, he plays it up like, what does he say? He's like, there's only three things in this world I'm I'm serious about. And he gives it this great buildup to then pull out seemingly from his back pocket this violin case out of nowhere and to start playing it like a foot away from Susanna Love, who then is like, yeah, just staring off into the distance like, when will this end? This is the scene I fell in love with Susanna Love. This was it. Because no, this is the scene of the movie where you just go like, "We got something here." This is exactly. This is if a- you were not already in love with it from that opening shot. I'm sorry, cheap or not, that shot of the pilgrims marching along the river yeah, with their yeah. pitchforks. Great horror shot. Yeah, that whole opening with the pilgrims is some all real the murders, good, true horror, the wagon wheel murder, the torch burnings, all of it very scary. That opens with that ten minutes, and already they're five minutes later. They're like. I don't trust these women. Mm-hmm. So you're already getting this great, like, boom. 300 years later, same old shit. <laughs> same old shit. Modern day smothering. And just all these creeps coming in. I love small towns with a secret. Mm-hmm. And these conversations start getting so weird and so oddball. When she asks about herb teas. <laughs> Yeah. Do you stock herb teas? He's like, yeah, well, we got Lipton. <laughs> we have Lipton, Twinings, Paul Wilson, Tea Man. Try to act like a big shot with so the my, tea. That's my theory love. is that Susanna loves such a low-key feminist that she knows it's pronounced herb, but she's doing like a herstory thing. <laughs> <laughs> so she drinks herb teas. She's throwing in that little. Su- she's like, yeah. She's like finessing them. Do you have any? She's getting it in subliminally, right? Chocolate bars. She's yeah. like hypnotizing them without them even knowing it with her <laughs> boobs and by putting in all these her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's my theory. They're under her spell. That's why I'm saying this movie's way smarter than it gets credit for. Her turn and her slow manipulation. It's like I know it's not cool. I know it's Kevin Spacey, but when you watch Usual Suspects again. And you watch knowing he's the guy. Mm-hmm. And you can see little dumb shit he's doing. Like, oh, this little punk. <laughs> you know? So once you see her just doing her, like, do you stock herb teas? And all of that leading to him showing up. Like, getting, what do you get? Teas from the next town over? Yeah, he had to go, yeah, to the, to, to the big town to get the To get teas. the Bigelow. Yeah. You get got to go to the big town to get Bigelow, right? It's like just another brand. It's not even like some apothecary <laughs> right. tea place. It's like, like, oh, do you have McDonald's? And it's like, we have Carl's Jr. And it's like, oh, I'd have well. to go to the next town to get it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. So it's just, no, I mean like Bigelow Sleepy Time Night Teas. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Susanna Love. What? That feels basic. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real woman of the people, right? That's smart. 
This rich DuPont heiress knew to write the character whose idea of a little bit above class mm-hmm. was just the more classy brand. But again, Devonsville doesn't stock the nice women's tea. Mm. The women get Twinings. They get That's Twinings. The they they get. get Liptons. Yeah. Liptons is just not a flavor. The flavor is just Liptons. No, we don't spoil our ladies it's with the, tea, the it's bedtime blackish tea. tea in a white bag. We're Liptons. <laughs> That's it. Pack your shit, get out. So when Paul Wilson shows up, it's just this great raw look at a dude at what he thinks is his most charming. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what when I say it's like a vulnerable performance, it's a guy being like, I am crushing this. Yeah. And it's so rough. And that's it ranks with those Philip Seymour Hoffman performances and like happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. You're like, this guy is rough. This guy is a, this is a tough, raw dude. Yeah. And it's like the guy at an open mic who is just dying yeah. up there, but thinks he's like, I got He's putting I it out there. Here. And, you know, again, you got to, they're putting it out there. And Paul Wilson is shooting his shot with the hot babe new to the school. He <laughs> figures mean, if, if he can get to her before the cool jocks get to her. That's my chance to get in with this girl, right? Maybe she likes violin. Yeah, and he is shooting all his shots, even though all his (laughs) shots are like, what do you do? Well, I murder women, and I play a weepy violin solo. (laughs) Oof. This guy's got a rough hand. I mean, at least he can play the violin. It's not like he's like... (laughs) He's got like a pair of twos, and he's like, like, ooh, I got to bluff my way out of this one. (laughs) And he knows he's got to do it. But she kind of, once she's playing him and her in this scene, I love her. Because he pulls, like you said, this he pulls this violin out like he's a Looney Tunes character. It's very Like it's funny. from an invisible pouch in his cardigan. Yeah. You, it's like, wait, did he come in with this? Where'd he have that? Sta- he had it stashed in a cushion. It's like, yeah, like if Porky Pig suddenly was like <laughs> in the scene playing violin. Yeah. Pretty much. And I love how, how it just cool cuts to him. Yeah, he goes on this long soliloquy about what it means to be a man. Oh, yeah. My father told me that there's three things a man needs. And it already it starts off good, so lame. Good first date kind of conversation. Yeah, stuff. this is just already a bad Tinder date. Yeah. Where you're like, this hot girl is just wanting a free meal. And this guy doesn't even show up for that. There's no place in town that serves dinner. He shows up with a violin instead. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Her sipping that tea, her eyes in that scene are the funniest thing. She is staring off in this thousand-yard stare, <laughs> yeah. waiting for an endless moment to just finish. Because the cut, one of the funniest cuts, man, is him standing in front of the mantle, just suddenly playing this weepy, like, and her just, like, sipping her way through it. Mm-mm. Just unblinking staring forward oh man dudes need to be put in their place sometimes and she kind of toys with him and makes this guy feel worth listening to and he immediately gets this like yeah you know (laughs) more women should say that i'm a guy to listen to i am hot shit i am pretty cool (laughs) oh yeah you need to plant a tree to give something back to the earth. That's you, that's your lead in. When you get to shoot your <laughs> that's shot your charming, like, yeah. Like imagine sending a DM to like Beyonce and she's like, "What do you want?" 
And you're just like, oh, my dad said, <laughs> buddy. Right. Like she let like the fact that even she lets him in. Right. Like, hey, thanks for the tea. Close the door. But yeah. yeah. Cross your threshold. She, she's like letting in, in a, the house. Then yeah. it's like, whoa, wait. This she's, could actually happen. She's letting in the vampire. I better drop my dad says you should build a house bit. Just to let her know I have not built a house. Yeah, I am not, not there yet. <laughs> because I was a mama's boy and she wanted to see me play the violin. I'm trying to remember, does he also kind of play the widower card too? Like, Oh, big time. He's a big sad Of the sack. wife he murdered. Yeah. I was really... Wa- I've, I love all these kids. Here's this movie so much. I've given my own backstory. He feels like a Norman Bates type mm. who's like his mother wanted him to play the violin. So he has this weird psychosexual mom thing coming in. And then Susanna Love, the cool witch with the tits, comes into town and <laughs> rocks his world. But you're right. He's through the door. He's sitting yeah. on the couch. He's offered the tea. Further he than brought. he's ever should have been in this situation. This is the fantasy is coming true. If you were a Vegas odds maker, (laughs) already he would be like, shit. We didn't, like, no chance this guy got to couch. From his perspective, yeah, he's, this is a thousand to one that he's. You know how many girls that weren't as good looking as Susanna Love, who I didn't get to couch (laughs) with? Enough. You know? So getting to couch. for a cup of tea, I with, had a nickel with for her. every girl I brought tea to. <laughs> yeah, who then shut me down. No, man. Yeah. If you get to like dropping off, like that's one thing. But like getting to couch, no, nah, I've went on several <laughs> dates that did not get to couch. So the fact that this guy's sitting there waiting for water to boil already is an achievement yeah. with Susanna Love. Yeah, it's already the best night he's had all year. And already then he's just like, I was right to bring my violin. <laughs> You think, his, you think the tea was good. Yeah. We need to get a load of this but entertainment. Think, from his perspective, if you thought you had like, even at your, let's say you're being cocky and you're like, maybe I got like a 5% chance yeah. at locking this. Once you're waiting for tea to boil, suddenly you're like, 20%? <laughs> Did I go up 15% right now? Like, I don't know, yeah. right? Like, it's a it's a little further step along the board. It's that feeling of like, all right, I grabbed her hand. She hasn't, she hasn't pulled yeah, it away yet. Not a total pull away. This didn't <laughs> seem excellent. So it's like, all right, like the board's ticking up, right? But in his mind, he's like, I don't see how the violin could take away from this gain in percentage. No, that's he's he's like this is how we lock <laughs> this it. This is how I sink it. <laughs> I'm saying I got maybe, her on the hook. Now yeah, I got to reel her feet. in with my sweet sweet violin. Yeah, I'm 80 feet out. Nah, this is where I sink it, baby. <laughs> oh, so weepy. Her look, what an icon. Yeah, her just stare. I love her. And the more like menacing she gets, and the more you know, you're very you're very kind, Miss Scanlon. Most women don't know how to listen. Oh, I know. Uh-huh, and she's just kind of... Do- just letting him mm-hmm. just dig mm-hmm. his stupid misogynistic hole. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And they're all just denying everything that's happening to him. They're having these more cursed dreams. He has this great oh, yeah. drowning dream. What a- I like how he gets to play the total putts. When they're out on this, uh, this is like a nightmare date scenario, where you're actually getting on a date with this girl and walking her uh, home. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god! Now I'm getting to walk with this hot girl, and he's like, "This is a weird walk for us to be on." They're out like next to a marsh, and the next thing you know, he's like five feet out in a lake, 
Just like, but he has to do this whole, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> Try to play hey, it cool. Uh, he's still like, Ooh. he's still like, no, no. He's seeing the percentages just like, da, 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 da. Like, no, 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 no. This is, you could save it. You could save just it. Just get yourself out of the muck here. Yeah, Come you're just on, a little Walter. stuck. Don't you, panic. You Don't panic. You can do this. <laughs> She's starting to look at you weird. Yeah. Yeah. Then he kind of artexes it into the mud there. That whole cold look and his face kind of disappearing under the water. And the cut to him uh, waking up thinking he's drowning in bed. That's good. Mm-hmm. Scares in this were really well done. Budget or not, if you can get a good scare and do a... I mean, drowning is going to be scary. Burning alive is going to yeah. be scary. Getting tied to a wheel and thrown down a hill while the wheel's burning. Well, that sucks. Yeah, That's I mean... the one of the last things uh, I want. I, I, don't, I don't think there's ever a time watching the movie where I was thinking the budget is, is detracting from the movie. No. Like they do everything really well, and yeah, they they make use of the little bit that they've got, and I think it just yeah, I think it plays really well all the way through. It really felt to me, it felt like those old kind of Mario Bava, which is maybe why I was thinking this was like an Italian. It does guy. feel a lot, lot like a seventies Bava. Flex. But yeah, with that kind of cool synth score and just the really memorable crazy stuff that you get to see. <laughs> you in get this. some cool practical effects, and then yeah, the ending when it turns around and. She gets to take her witch revenge on these guys. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, wait, does she know she's a witch or is she being possessed by the witch? Or, yeah, it's a very cool, really... like, what's going on here kind of vibe. It's kind of a cool so, story. Like, I don't know. Pleasance is doing his whole thing where he's fighting against the urges of of, of a, the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It's this very women and women first thing that, I don't know, I think they actually did really well. Every review I see in this movie kind of undersells what I the things that I see. Hmm. That's why I'm thinking like, oh, I guess maybe sometimes you just connect in ways that you don't expect for reasons you can't quite explain. But I'm always surprised when they're not seeing what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. As cheap as some of it looks, the fear is real. The We're seeing in real time now people that don't want to think deeply about why they believe what they believe. They just don't want to be told how to believe. And so these women start coming in and asking too many questions. Mm -hmm. And that's this old kind of dominant, weird sci-fi horror. You know, it's Children of the Corn, practically. (laughs) (laughs) Only against hot babes with cool jobs like night disc jockey. Yeah. Like so, a witch would have, like a witch would have, right? But yeah, when we, yeah, when we kind of get the f- the family in the modern day, kind of realizing we gotta get rid of these women, and then when they go out and get the women, and we kind of have the mirroring of the opening with these yeah. ending kills, and a good good reason to flash back to all the cool, yeah, deaths in the first ten minutes that were so gross. We get the yeah, we get the reenactment of the pig killing with dogs, right? In the oh, modern one, right. Uh, and then the wheel one, she's, I'm trying to remember what happens to the, uh, she just gets, she gets dragged by the truck. Yeah, she gets dragged Man, coming is, out of her. That is hardcore. Right? That's brutal Dragged stuff. off coming out of her disc jockey job. Having the dog killing and the dragging killing. This is like, this And is there's no intense. real, there's no real proof that these women were witches. Susanna Love no, was the just only women. Re- these were just women that were like self-sufficient kind of like the women in the old times <laughs> yeah trying to make They're just kind of doing their own thing doing a harmless tarot card reading <laughs> yeah yeah and it's again all the town creeps meeting around the table to figure out what to do about these women and just 
how quickly you can realize this kind of distant place can go into a frenzy. Yeah. This kind of fear and panic. It's nothing but fear and panic getting drummed up now, right? People are getting drummed up now to kill people that are saying things they don't like. That's what's happening. This is 40 years ago, and these guys are weirdos. People don't want to accept that they're Paul Wilson. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be Paul Wilson, right? (laughs) But we got a lot of Paul Wilsons that are suddenly like really upset. Yeah. I know, people just getting turned into these hateful... uh, Yeah, it's just... I don't know, man. It's... Yeah, this movie hits a little harder than I think people give it credit for. Yeah. At least the way I was watching it, you know, when we were watching it recently. I think it's a really cool vibe of the women that are, like, kind of understanding and recognizing, at least not uh, to rebel against the patriarchy, but recognizing it. Mm -hmm. No deeper than the story of Myrtle, who's at first shut down for her questions. Like, oh, you're just saying, you know... Right. Don't think about this too hard, Myrtle. Right. And then she keeps asking questions for whatever reason. You know, it's a Pleasantville type thing. Oh, totally. These people are starting to see things from a different perspective. It's just progress. And some people... That's scary for just some people. can't deal with progress. Always trying to turn back the clock 300 years. Yeah. Like assholes and the backlash against the progress is always way more than what the progress is asking for yes okay we just want to you know have a pronoun one person just questioned god not a big they're like no the one book that we had (laughs) over there it said so no 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 yeah burner we're gonna need to burn her at the stake no we are yeah we're pro-life in this house which is why we're gonna sentence you to death if you uh, don't do the thing we want you to do. And also, it's got that. I mean, Paul Wilson is, this is like a legendary movie, like Incel. Yes, exactly. This kind of dude who's immediately like the the first time he's finally. The ultimate 80s imp- Incel. Right? The first time he's embarrassed, he's like, they're all witches. <laughs> Fuck the, yeah, these women are all witches. You know what for this sure. is like 300 years ago when we had actual witches that we justifiably <laughs> yeah. brutally murdered. You know, maybe those guys had some good ideas in the, th- you know, yeah. 1600. Yeah. He immediately goes to that after he was uh, just dunked on. Once he finally catches on that she's like, you doofus. That's really what, it, yeah, that's, that's what a lot of the... The, the problem stems from just the hum yeah a guy yeah. can't take a joke or uh, yeah just the oh, idea of, you, you can't that, stand being you humiliated thought that was a date oh no 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 we yeah. went on a walk and then you fell in the water <laughs> like an idiot so yeah no it wasn't a date because i wasn't on a date with a guy with wet pants for the rest <laughs> of the walk paul sorry that ego man yeah ego yeah, leads immediately ego. to just like burn him this is it. Burn them. All these men are scared. And I love, that's why I love Myrtle added in there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a witch. She was just a woman seeing that it's this way, but it could be another way. And that's why you ax your husband in the back of the head sometimes, right? It's freeing. It's freeing. All right, maybe that's tough. That's a bad, that's bad. Don't do exactly what well, Myrtle did. If your husband's a jerk, you should murder him. Yeah, I mean, A. That's correct. That's a good thing. He did have it do. coming. Men should not be hurting women. Women, you can hurt men, I guess. You could make the, the argument that he was, was in the act of committing murder and she was stopping it. Yeah. So Myrtle was getting off on her own. Yeah. But it was like a justifiable murder. 
Yeah, it's totally... Well, team, team Myrtle. It is justifiable when Susanna Love is about to get burned at the stake and then decides to go full Raiders of the Lost Ark on oh, these guys. Oh, man. Just open yes. the ark up on yes. Paul Wilson's Utah, face. Some of these... The way Susanna Love carries this movie down its stretch, once they're still having these visions of her and she's haunting their dreams, right? And once we get that vision of her at the stake... In those cool, like, King Kong torn loincloths. <laughs> yeah. Like, that wasn't anything like the clothing she was wearing. <laughs> she was wearing the Raquel Welch, like, loincloth while being all sexily tied Even their, yeah, even their nightmares, they got to perv up somehow. Uh-huh, they're all, but they're, the, the uh, nightmares start getting weirder, like, demons get involved. Guys in weird orgy masks yeah, the- are showing up, and, like, the nighttime is the right time. Like, they're all <laughs> chanting stuff, you know? Yeah, the weird demon dudes are another level for this movie. And I then like they, uh, they ha- it had a, like a lot of spitting. <laughs> like everybody was spitting each other's faces disrespectfully. A lot, of, yeah. That's the universal symbol for "fuck you," I guess. Yeah, if you Susanna can't say it, you can spit in a it. lot of faces that were coming along to shame her n- nudity. Yeah, yeah. Right? She, they, she, they were spitting, but she spit was given the spit. spit. Yeah, there was a lot of trade in a spit. Long Don't, spitting yeah. dream. And Double yeah, dumbass you. <laughs> yeah. Once it's all building to these men that are realizing that it's one way and wants to be that way, and women are realizing it could be another way, it's like the civil war between the sexes, mm. all leading to Susanna Love's staking. And as you said, it's full Raiders. <laughs> She's got laser eyes. She, uh, yeah, she somehow has telekinetic abilities at the end. She blows the one dude's head up and then melts paul wilson's face in real time <laughs> we got <laughs> such good mileage so what great effects Look, right we filmed the face melting we're gonna show it it's we're a full face melting face. It, it is great it <laughs> oh, is so gooey and so melty and you get to see more and more of the eyeballs as blood and guts melt onto his cardigan mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> with his mouth open the wax head just nice and slowly melting to yeah reveal the skull and bones and the what a badass yeah. up there on that you know cross melting faces melting these town of backwards face and pervs mm-hmm. all those lip lickers it's man it's a very satisfying mm-hmm. ending it's a very like yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah right and when you say ending it's like oh once we go into this face melting, she gets the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah. She gets Oh, job's out of over. There. What I love Gotta is go. after she melts everybody in te- that head explosion, that's some scanners level of just, mm-hmm. just meat oh, yeah. slop flying off a guy's shoulders, right? Yeah. You're just seeing oh, the And that's when we the get the beef. return of the excellent synth outro when people's heads are exploding and she's just up there like Yeah. Head pre Oh, the stakes spinning around. Like, that's this great reveal where it's like, oh, she is a witch. Yes. I know. I love it when oh, the sick. movie's she like, is a no, witch. this is really happening. They committed. Oh, shit. She's a witch? Nice. She's not just a woman who's like, I don't know. Her style's a little bit too cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shoot. She's doing this? Yeah. The, once the stake is rotating? Yeah. Business time. And then they cut to her just taking the first bus the <laughs> hell out of there. Credits. Hell yeah. We never looked back on Devonsville. The surviving women will thrive. This is a, what is this, like an 80-minute movie? It's this quick. Is, you're in and out. Yeah. 
I think that's another thing I fell in love with it quit is just boom. It gets into these women land in town, weird dreams start happening, these men become obsessed, women take charge. Mm-hmm. In, out, bunch of weird, cool things. Plenty of killing, some weird demon stuff, some perfect violin cringe humor. Susanna Love only did, you know, eight, nine movies. Hmm. Most of them were her and her projects with Uli Lomel. Her financing them and acting, usually writing them. This was a husband-wife film partnership that made some weird, kind of cool movies. I'd love to do The Boogeyman. Devonsville is my favorite of their collaborations, but there's interesting stuff in here. They worked with, you know, they got name guys. They got people that were in movies before. I mean, you got Pleasance. You got a Pleasance legend. Pleasance is good. And it's a good Pleasance role. Yeah. It's a really good p- character. But in other movies, uh, there's this great... They did like a De Palma trashy dress to kill movie mm. where she's a dual character. Oh, Susanna Love being a dual character. Yeah. <laughs> no. it's just, She has this weird charm. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these other movies. I think they all look pretty good. Something called Brainwaves. That's Brain an waves, hour and yeah. 17 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they're, I'm into it. It was a cool, weird little partnership. And With then the second yeah. they bro- broke up, that was it. She wow. sold her house house in L.A., moved up to like Maine, mm. and lived a DuPont heiress life. There you go. She acted Man. in some weird horror movies in the 80s. Did some John Cassavetes independent filmmaking shit to make weird witchy horror movies. And then retired to Maine with her daughters. <sighs> what a legend. That's cool. We got to do more. I'd love to do Brainwaves or Boogeyman, any of it. I'm into it. Don't wait for her to die. I really enjoyed this movie. It's on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Um, You know, it looks like shit. Because <laughs> yeah. it never got any kind of it's upgrade. It's not like a popular movie, man. On IMDb, I looked it up earlier. Something it's a low rating. It's under oh. five. Well, it's got under a thousand ratings in total on IMDb, which lets you know it's pretty low. This is an underseen movie, considering this played in theaters. Because hmm. again, Boogeyman was a regional hit that made money. That made ten mil plus of theaters, which was huge. Yeah, for that kind of flick, right? That was during the era horror movies were boom in '81. Boogeyman was right there. And Devonsville Terror just has no impact for whatever reason. It seems like the perfect one that someone like Blue Underground or uh, even a Vinegar Syndrome would, yeah, would do a yeah Susanna Love Uli Loman. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome set. released Olivia, which was their mm. De Palma okay one. So I mean the connections. So they know it's right there. there. Yeah, they know. But Devonsville Terror for whatever reason is just underseen. Huh. And I wonder if they just don't have a good copy of it. Like the, that could be if yeah. the scratchy negative that we see. Yeah, the DVD, the DVD is, of it looks VHS it and lower. It's not formatted right. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of the outdoor scenes look really good. Hmm. I love a lot of Susanna loves. I mean, her skin looks very nice. <laughs> she looks very lovely yeah. on the camera. There is one scene that she said she hates because she said it looks like she has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that's her least favorite scene she ever shot that's funny but yeah like you said under a thousand views on imdb this movie's just not as out there as other movies but it's on youtube yeah we're putting the word out now and it's kind of cool to watch it on youtube because it gives it that 
VHS vibe that it has. I think you're going to see, like, we do this sometimes. Like, within a year, this thing's going to be known. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to do it, and then suddenly it's going to be like a dead... Everyone knows Deadbeat at Dawn all of a sudden. Yeah, man. Everyone's into, uh, you know, Dead I, and Buried. We did our Dead and Buried, and then it was like, Blue Underground was, released it like Oh, yeah, yeah. That was later. very fortuitous of yeah. us. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we... We all love these movies, right? Yeah. And I would love if Susanna loves. I man, give me a her, give me a resurgence like uh, Barbara Crampton had. But for Susanna Love, what do we got to do to get her back? Absolutely. What do we got to do? Come on, put her in a Stephen Come King back. movie. She's in Maine. I was just she gonna say, in Maine. Yeah. Come on, let her do a pop on. <laughs> you know, this is. You think about it. Regardless of the quality of these movies, and Devonsville Terror. Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite witch movies. Mm. Like, I love Suspiria. I don't know if Devonsville Terror is that much lower than Suspiria on my list. In terms of witch movies, I love them all. But this woman, they were out there raising their funds. Even if it was her paying with her credit card. Whatever. She was financing what she thought was art. Mm -hmm. She was in Warhol movies, right? She was in this stuff. I mean, hey, you put your money where your mouth is. She was acting in hair, right? She is exactly choosing the art that she was funding. That's pretty cool. I can always get behind that. I love her. Give me that renaissance. Exactly. Give me her comeback. What do I got to do to get her in a movie? Her, yeah, we got to get like Crampton and her and like the sleepaway camp woman and all the... All those, they got to do like a ladies version of the Expendables, yeah, like for yeah. horror or something. Final girls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the final women. But yeah, Susanna Love just feels like, I don't know, she had something really unique. Mm. I think we're, we need to talk about her more. We need to bring back more attention to her. Fun character. Bring more Paul Wilson. Shit. Oh, I know. Let's get this guy on more, huh? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Paul Wilson, baby. This is great. Go see this. Watch this on YouTube. Find any grainy copy you can. This is a favorite. Yeah, and again, it's 80 minutes. You're in and out. By the time you post on Reddit, should I watch the Devonsville Tale? <laughs> yeah, you could yeah. have watched it. I hate these Just people. watch the watch movie. It. Take out. I Is don't care what watching? bad movies Uli Lomo's making a day, man. This yeah. guy's made some genre classics. <laughs> you don't get to make three, four, five cool movies with your wife, who's a babe. <laughs> That's a cool career. That's awesome. Yeah. Celebrate that. Watch that on YouTube. Came to this. It did come to this. God. I'm going to force everybody I know to watch the Devonsville Terror. Horror classic. There you go. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night.